Welcome to File Under Entertainment Podcast with Dylan and Eric. I'm Dylan. And I'm Eric. How are you doing today, Dylan? I'm doing all right. It smells like shit in here now. <laughs> that incense, uh, I didn't know it was actually like burning fecal matter scent. Yeah, I didn't know they made that one anymore. <laughs> I didn't know that you would buy that, but, <laughs> but apparently you did. Yes. <laughs> thought this is a good one to burn for our recording. It reminds me of my childhood. Oh, oh, oh. Sad. Hey, I was part of your childhood. Is that the reason that it... you were the burning part? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right. All right. So some listener interaction stuff, and then I have a follow-up story. So the listener oh. interaction stuff are poll results for Fantastic Mr. Fox and Fight Club, a 50-50 split. Wow. So, yeah. Maybe I should start voting in this. Yeah. No strong opinions either way. So okay. I guess I guess that's good though. I mean that mm. means that our listeners all handful of them um feels like we haven't recorded it in like forever yeah it's oh it feels like it's been a while but we were supposed to do like every other week so i was used to like doing them back to back yeah well initially i think we wanted to get some like in the can so that if something did happen like you're still affected by that scent i'm closer to it (laughs) (laughs) just see your face like scrunch up like in uh this disgusted look yeah it's, it's pretty funny but Okay, so my follow-up story. Yes. I, uh, that hypothetical person that we wanted their ass to fall off or, like, have all the... Right. I, <laughs> I owe them a, an apology because it was actually FedEx's fault. Like, <laughs> no one ganked the box off oh, okay. my... Was, which I feel better about because I was, like, concerned, like, oh, my God, am I going to have to stop, like, having stuff delivered uh-huh. here? Am I going to have to del- have it delivered to work or whatever? Uh, yeah, so no one, like, ganged a package. It was just, like, FedEx, I apparently checked the wrong box that they were delivered. Chewy, to their credit, like I said, uh-huh. I, I contacted them. They sent out a replacement, and so I got the replacement, like, the next day. So did you get two of Yeah, them and now? so then I ended up getting the original package delivered on, like, Sunday of okay. all days. And so I called Chewy, and I was like, uh, hey, yeah, I kind of screwed up and reported that this was missing. And I said, don't worry about it, just keep the additional product, and... Nice. Well, yeah, that's you should, cool. You so. should do that every time. <laughs> no, that's dishonest. <laughs> okay. That's the follow-up because I know that people are very interested in that. You know, they they <laughs> yeah. listen to this podcast specifically to find out. I wonder whatever happened with that chewy thing. <laughs> exactly. Well, now they know. So our G movies, are you ready to discuss them? Uh-huh. So, I just watched them both. <laughs> I have to give you shit because... Yep. You were very adamant about, like, Fight Club being too long. And did you check the runtime of Good, Bad, and the Weird, Dylan? What was yeah, that runtime? It run was time? just over two hours. <laughs> two hours and ten minutes. <laughs> and I, I heard how many times last recording, two hours is too long. If a movie is two hours, that's too long. So, uh, Also, The Old Guard, which you recommended on Netflix and, uh, and we watched over the weekend. You didn't like it? Uh, no, we liked it a lot. Oh, you had also to, you had to... over two hours long. <laughs> so I had to like I made, okay. a, I made a note to like. I guess hey. I just don't like Fight Club that I, much. I guess that must be it. So, because I enjoyed my viewing experience with uh, both those movies. What the old guard and yes and okay, so you haven't said anything about Queen Street, so I guess we'll get into that. Yeah, but I don't think that was. I think that's closer to an that hour is, and a half than two. Hours. That is an hour and forty-eight minutes. Okay, so all right, yeah. All right, so are you ready to discuss the good, the bad, the weird? I am. From 2008, an IMDb rating of 7.3, Rotten Tomatoes score of 82%, and an audience rating of 83%. Hmm. Written by Ji Woon Kim and Min Suk Kim. Directed by oh. Ji Woon <laughs> Kim. phone action going there. <laughs> uh, starring Song Kang Ho, Lee Byung Hoon, and Woo Sung Jung. What's your synopsis for the film? Oh, my God. Um, So, basically, there's this treasure map that this guy gets when he's, like, robbing a train. And then, like, everybody in the entire world wants it and are, like, coming after him. Yeah, that's good. So, the actual IMDb synopsis is the story of two outlaws and a bounty hunter in 1940s Manchuria and their rivalry to possess a treasure map while being pursued by the Japanese army and Chinese bandits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what happened. Yes, it is. <laughs> Among other things, it had a very, uh, a very like Kung Fu Hustle esque vibe yeah. to me. Like, it, it had, I mean, Kung Fu Hustle is Chinese and this is Korean, but mm-hmm. just like 
Asian cinema, I guess it, it had like the really good action sequences, but also a lot of humor that was ingested in it. And so, um, yeah, the, the title character for the weird, which I, oh crap. What was his, what was his name? I already forget his name. Lee. Was it Lee? Lee Gong Woo or something? Tai Gong Woo. Yeah, I forget what it was. But the the guy, you know who I'm talking about. The guy that has, like, the two, like, yeah, revolvers. Yeah, the weird. And, yeah, the weird. <laughs> he was my favorite character. Yeah, he's he, funny. He he was the best. I, I especially liked when he was wearing the, the diving helmet yeah. in the shootout and everything. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Yeah. And then uh, uh, when he was asking, the when he teams up with the, the good, the, the bounty hunter guy, mm-hmm. and he said... Uh, the bounty hunter tells him that he should go out and like draw their fire, and he's yeah, like, "Should he's I like, run in a straight line or run zigzag to throw him, like throw him off?" And okay, I'll like, decide. <laughs> and then he goes, "He's like, but he's like not even moving. He's yeah. just like staying stationary, and they yeah. still weren't hitting him." So, the action sequences were were really well done. It had yeah. a lot of humor, but yeah, to go back to that. Okay, so the two hour and ten minute runtime, mm-hmm. like. That one sequence when they're all chasing him in the desert that went on forever. Yeah, way too long. Yeah, way too long. Mm-hmm. Like, and not a whole lot is like happening. No, either. well, I mean, there's a bunch of stuff still happening. There's like a lot of shootouts and explosions. Not and everything, in, like, but, not like, initially though. Like, yeah, for, for at least like two minutes of it, they're just all like, "Oh, we're we're starting to catch up to him." <laughs> yeah. Oh no, he's further ahead now. So during that, so I'm I'm watching it and you know Megan's like laying her head on my lap because she didn't have any interest in it whatsoever. Like uh-huh. she started watching like the first five minutes. She's like, no, I'm out. This isn't for me. So she like laid down and was was trying to rest. And then like my phone went off with a work email, and so like I couldn't pause it. You know, mm-hmm. I would like have to get up to like go to right. the the tablet to pause it. So I'm like sitting there trying to read the work email, and I keep looking up at the screen, and it's like, oh, okay, it's still, still same thing. <laughs> So then I like actually answer the work email and like still like go back to watching it, get a response to the work email, respond to that mail, and it's still going on. And I was like, what? What in the world? Uh, I mean, I don't feel like that happened much in the movie, but that that scene was like way. Well, that was definitely. It it felt. I, I don't know. In reality, it was probably only like five minutes, maybe seven, which you know might even be pushing it. But it felt like it was like a 20-minute sequence. That... I mean, a lot of the action sequences go on for a while, but since, like you said, since they're so, like, well done, you, like, don't mind then. Yeah. But it was just, like, that part felt like it went on forever because it was fucking boring. Well, so, like, yeah, the, the whole marketplace, like, scene, there was, yeah. like, it's it's really well choreographed uh-huh. and... and uh... When he was, like, grabbing onto the pulley thing yeah. and, like, flying around. Yeah, so and... there's always something happening. So yeah. even though that was, like, a long set piece sequence, mm-hmm. there was still a lot of things happening. And it was a, it was visually interesting enough yeah. that you, you stayed engaged. But, like, that thing, it was literally they're just chasing him on the bike yeah. and nothing else is happening yeah. for this huge extended sequence. Like until that, the, until really the good comes in and he starts, like, picking off all the Japanese yeah. army. Yeah, yeah. The movie got, like, really political, too, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well, especially, like, when he was in the opium den and, like, yeah. they drug him to try to steal the... <laughs> and that, yeah. that, that whole part was... When they were funny. shoving the things up their asses. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Like, he accidentally, like, stabbed the guy initially yeah. at first, but then he's, like, he doubles down on it, like, kicking <laughs> it further into his ass. And then yeah. he... <laughs> oh, that's, that's pretty funny. Speaking of that scene, like, you know how he, like, saved those kids? Yeah. What happens to them? Yeah, where did they go? Because, like, they were in, like, the little motorcycle with him in one scene. And then they just vanished. And then they just started gone. Yep. I don't know. Plot contrivances were just, yeah, they would have gotten in the way, I guess. I'm sure they're fine. (laughs) Yeah. They're not in a ditch somewhere. Well, yeah, he did go very much out of his way to protect them. Mm -hmm. So you got to think, okay, yeah, he's not going to let any harm, like, befall them. So he... Yeah, probably. So which is interesting because remember what the twist was at the very end that he was the finger chopper. He was the finger chopper yeah. that uh, I don't remember his fucking name. Uh, the, we'll just say the good. He yeah. was pursuing the finger chopper, which he thought the bad was the finger right. chopper. But it really was really the it weird. It was really the weird was, the whole long. Yeah, but he did have a heart of gold apparently. Well, at least toward well, the he kid. did say that he like left hit that life behind in like korea or whatever yeah. and he just wanted to forget about it right 
but and if that's the whole reason that he's in Manchuria, well, then I mean, mostly to pursue uh, the treasure map was well, but mm-hmm. he'd said that that was his goal was to get back home and then like buy a farm and a bunch right. of livestock and everything. So right. I don't know how much he would really be leaving that lifestyle but, I mean, if he was he just said, going back. He there. said like a lot of shit throughout the movie, and who yeah. knows what his actual intentions or hopes and aspirations were right so it well yeah we're jumping around quite a bit but yeah it starts out with um like the bad being consigned to try to steal this treasure map Mm -hmm. from this japanese banker who was going to be on this train right and uh the weird guy uh, is already on that train and he goes to uh heist it and he's going to rob these people before he even knows about the existence of a treasure map. And then the weird robs uh, the Japanese banker and gets the money and the jewelry. And then mm-hmm. it ends up finding uh, the treasure map, not really knowing what it is at the time. Uh, at that point, the bad has already got his gang on board yeah. looking for said map. And then the good is a bounty hunter that's actually looking for both the bad and the weird yeah uh and so he stumbles upon it uh and so then a firefight ensues with all of them and the weird ends up getting away with the map initially and then he goes back to was it his brother his cousin i don't i'm not sure what their relation was (laughs) (laughs) i'm not sure if they were just friends or, or what yeah ming ming yuck or something ming ming ill yeah ming ill yeah so, yeah, you just watched it, so I should defer yeah. to you with their <laughs> with their names. I don't, I don't. So yeah, what happened to him? Like, okay, he was. They were like dragging him like behind the horse or whatever. I like, don't know if he died or not. I, well, the weird didn't seem like really to care. Like he must have survived then. Was and then just like went to recoup somewhere else. I guess like so. the weird was just like, oh, it's okay. It's too weird. It's too weird for you here, The whole movie is too weird. It's too dangerous for you to come along, so yeah. me and the good need to chase after them? Or, yeah, so I, it, was, it wasn't really established, like, what happened there. But then, yeah, that's basically the course of the whole movie. The mm-hmm. weird and the good kind of team up. They said that they're going to split the treasure mm-hmm. from this treasure map, and so they make their way there, and then the weird ends up, uh, ditching the good because I guess you know, he wants it was to too just, weird. He wants to take a hundred percent of the treasure yeah. and he doesn't want to have to split it. Um, then the bad ends up catching up and the weird and blah blah blah. And fast forward, you know, two hours, especially through that like <laughs> seemingly thirty minute like yeah. uh, chase scene. Uh, so, well, so it was another one that was like really visually stunning again mm-hmm. and had a lot of interesting shots like I, I really liked the cinematography and the the setup um it was like humorous and yeah like we had said before about the fight sequences and everything the mm-hmm. set pieces were like really well shot and choreographed i liked the title sequence at the beginning with the like the eagles where they were flying yeah. and then like the um the picked up the names. carcass and then the train comes like right away yeah and, yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, I wrote down what did it? It was another one. Okay, so it's obviously it's, it's Korean, so it's subtitles. So yeah. I'm sitting there like having to read it. Um, so it was, it was like incredibly difficult to take notes as mm-hmm. well. So one thing I wrote down the scene where he quote unquote escape. Oh, okay, now I remember when. Oh okay, yeah, so the, the good captures the weird. Yeah, and then so he's got him tied up. <laughs> <laughs> tied up in this like stable area yeah. and then uh, he asks this girl to give him water and then the good calls her away so then yeah. he, like, he's, he like, has to like drink it like a dog like, yeah so that was funny but then he like rips the hook out of the wall and, and then, then he's, he's like hopping out <laughs> and then he hops past him <laughs> yeah he's like oh i i just tucked on it and then it fell it, out well, and they're like okay well go back in and go back to sleep and he's like okay and then it looked like he was still kind of confused it didn't do that no uh, it looked like he was confused, like still going to try to uh, maybe make a break for it. But then he <laughs> there's like a storm going off on the horizon. And so he's just like, oh, I don't want to be out here in the rain. And he like hightails it back yeah. inside. <laughs> so that, that was funny. Um, then another note was the shootout with the diving helmet, which was yeah. hilarious. I really liked that. 
uh, stabbing the guys in the ass. So that was another yeah. one that was funny. Uh, the oh, Park Chang Yi was the bad. Uh, so okay. I made a note that he reminds me of Kiriyama from Battle Royale. Yeah, he, I figured he's he like would. He's very similar in that, where he's uh-huh. like pretty much, you know, evil and in it for the glory of yeah. being evil. Uh, and then my last note, in all caps and exclamation, too long! Two, <laughs> two hour and it ten minute runtime. Yeah. Dylan says movies over two hours are too long. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I couldn't, I was it's like sitting <laughs> As soon as I hit start on there and I saw it two hours and ten minutes, I was like, that bastard, he's sitting there telling me that they're too long and this yeah. is the, the, yeah. the very next movie yeah. that he recommends. That's yeah. too funny, the irony of it all. Um, so it, what uh, what were some of your favorite parts? of? I, I like, uh, like you were saying, the shootout in um, the Shadow Market, I think it was called. Ghost Market. Ghost Market. Yeah, yeah I really liked that. Like, all the... Like you were saying, all the action scenes have this, like, fun air about them. Mm-hmm. The movie doesn't, like, take itself too seriously, but it it does when it needs to. Yeah. Like, it never feels like the characters are, like, just caricatures or anything. They feel like believable people, but obviously they're extremes of certain people. You know what I mean? Sure. And I don't know. The, I, I also really like the cinematography, like the the choreography and the fight scenes is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And it it doesn't feel like a two hour long movie to me. It it doesn't like every like every the pacing is very good. There's always something with the exception with the exception yeah. of the chase scene, there's always something interesting happening. Yeah, totally. Well, yeah, which is why I was saying, like, the, the shootout in the market and everything, there's always something going on, so even though it's a longer scene, mm-hmm. it still feels like it's well-paced. Yeah. that That's what makes it even more egregious, in my opinion, about that, like, chase scene in the desert. Right. Is that it just totally killed the pacing and, like, took... It felt, like, very out of place. Yeah. I don't know why, like, especially if they were looking to trim some time, you could have got rid of, uh, rid of half of that stuff. Yeah. And you wouldn't have lost anything. Like, just fast forward to when the good is there and he's, like, picking off the, the guys. Yeah, exactly. Like, show, okay, they're chasing him. Here's some stuff that's going to happen now instead of, oh, they're chasing him, dot, dot, dot. Yeah, it was almost like the the writer-director, like, owed a favor to some of those people <laughs> that were, like, in the movie, you know, that they were, yeah. like, personal friends or something that he was Give able to make it on the cheap. Time. Or something. Well, but I guess that's not true because part of the trivia says that it's like the one of the most expensive uh, South Korean movie productions like in history. I believe so. There's uh, yeah. a lot of actors. <laughs> yeah, and a lot of stuff going on, yeah. and a lot of explosions, and a lot of things, uh-huh. and yeah. So, um, the you want to take a guess at what the body count is? How many people? There's a trivia for how many people <laughs> die in the yeah. movie. Yeah, so there is on screen. Uh, well, it it doesn't. doesn't I'm gonna guess um, 162. Oh my god, well, that's way over. No. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's... 74. Uh, a little bit less. So 53. 69. Six... Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Okay. Uh, the director, Ji-Won Kim, says that he'd like this to be called a, quote, kimchi western after the Korean food name, which is That's made with strange. fermented cabbage, because he says he thinks that the plot and the film are spicy and vibrant, like the uh-huh. Korean culture and people. I'm not a fan of kimchi. Uh, I had to kind of get used to it because I had that week when uh-huh. I was traveling for business in South Korea, and I had a to lot of kimchi. Pretty, pretty much eat it with every meal. Uh-huh. So... <laughs> You, uh, some of it is better than others. Like they, you know, they ferment it with, you know, differently or have different spices. Fermented with, with poop. Mm, I hope I didn't have any that any was fermented poop. with poop, but um, it was cool. I, the, the trip to South Korea was a lot of fun. Yeah. Like, I mean, it always sucks being away from home and, you know, whatever, but. Yeah, it uh, must be cool to at least see some of the world. Yeah, it was. I'm, it's very beautiful. Like the our sales agent over there is like mm-hmm. an incredibly nice guy, and you know spoke like perfectly good English, and, and it took me to. So the last day I was there, he like took me around to some of the the sites in Seoul mm-hmm. and everything, and so that was that's that was awesome. Really neat. Yeah, it was cool. 
I'm glad that I went. Maybe someday I'll see something. <laughs> someday you'll see something. Yeah, anything at all. <laughs> so he wanted to take me to like the the DMZ, like the the demilitarized zone yeah. for the North Korea, and I'm like, yeah, I'm not interested. <laughs> nice. Like, what else you got? And he's <laughs> like, oh, we can go to. So he took me to the um, the war memorial, like okay. the Korean War. Mem- oh my god, dude! Like heavy. Yeah, incredibly heavy. And, but the, they have, like, the utmost respect for the United States and really? for, well, yeah, their allies, you know, essentially mm-hmm. in the Korean War because, um, like, we lost a shit ton of people. I forget what the actual number uh, is of soldiers, but they have, uh, you know, like a memorial to all those foreign countries with wow. people that lost, you know... Um, a lot of soldiers in the war to battle for their independence and, and freedom from mm-hmm. North Korea. So yeah. it's, uh, it's crazy. They have like, uh, you know, like the propaganda wall, like all the stuff like yeah. the North Koreans were, were spreading and mm-hmm. it's just, yeah, it, it was incredibly heavy and you know it was like really depressing leaving there, but it also like filled me with a sense of, I don't know, appreciation for, for what you for have. what I've got. And yeah. Yeah. That I don't have to live, you know, that close because my God, Seoul is like so freaking close to North Korea. Is it? It's like, Oh yeah. It's like incredibly close. Like, like an hour. Not even really. Yeah. It's like, I mean, because he said you want to go to the DMZ. Like, it's just like, Oh, you go down the block. Like, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, it's That's scary. Yeah. It's very, really, really scary. But I mean, like it's, uh, yeah, Seoul is is very vibrant and you know just this huge populated like city and <laughs> exactly and yeah a lot of great food a lot of really super nice people and um, then we also went to I forget the name of the town um, uh, oh Busan we took a train to Busan oh wow <laughs> <That's> cool. <laughs> yeah and so that that was kind of that was neat huh. to see like a different area it's another so you yeah you're on this like high speed bullet train and you're yeah. going through and it's just like from this huge like urban area and then it's all these like rice paddies and just this you know, like farmland and wow. absolutely nothing and then there like these small towns and villages and then you get to this other huge populated metropolis area mm. it's it's crazy I mean, I guess we kind of have that a little bit in the yeah. States where, you know, you go to Chicago and then like, you know, an hour and a half outside of that, the there's kind of nothing. World, yeah. And then, you know, you, or you go to St. Louis or Kansas City or mm-hmm. whatever, which is kind of probably the uh, same approximation. But yeah, this isn't anything about the movie. So sorry yeah. about the whole South Korean tangent. No, but, it was interesting. Uh, so what else you got for uh, for this film? That's, uh, didn't take any notes, so... <laughs> <laughs> you had to you're probably like sweating looking at the clock like am i gonna be able to even finish these before i, you get I finished uh green street hooligans uh like 30 minutes before you got here <laughs> and then i was playing music okay like you saw well, when i so came. that one's nice and fresh so yeah i mean i don't really have any i already went through all the the trivia and then went through a whole tangent and so i don't know if you're i mean we're at 25 minutes uh, so, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Well, do you have anything else to? I mean, not not really. I just think it's a, a really fun action movie uh, with a lot of likable characters. Even like the villains are, yeah, interesting and a lot of stuff happening and it's a visual spectacle. <laughs> that it is. Oh, to kind of you had said something earlier that the characters felt still like real and everything. Right. So and I I totally agree with that assessment. Like in. Uh, Kung Fu Hustle, it's almost kind of like they're real characters, but then they have like Looney Tune-esque kind of yeah. moments. Whereas this, they still felt like, you know, kind of grounded and real. There was exactly. cartoonish kind of elements, but not mm. so over the top that you couldn't actually see a real life human being doing those kind of things. So, well, maybe with the exception of like the very end during the shootout when like, yeah, so, okay, so how it kind of ends is um, they... The weird finds the place uh, uh, listed on the treasure map. The good ends up catching up with them, and then the bad finally catches up with the two of them and says, mm-hmm. "Like, oh, I basically I hate both of you guys, and I ha- I propose that we play this game, whereas you know we just we kill each other or 
whoever tries fun game yeah whoever um survives gets yeah. to walk away with you know all the treasure and then you know all this money that i brought along mm -hmm. and all this jewelry and everything so what is your theory on on the ending because it doesn't show any of them surviving yeah well it kind of well because it it actually says that the that the dead or that the bad is dead like okay. they put the she symbol which is like the japanese symbol for death on his bounty thing okay. but the weirds they actually put up a new poster for the weird so i guess we're supposed to believe that he's was that alive? after the credits uh yeah whoops oh you missed that no i didn't see it Do you, so you didn't i, I thought didn't you had see seen it, it before so you, I never you saw that. it. I've never seen that. Okay, so yeah, so what happens, so the, like the credits begin, and then it's like one of those interstitial kind of things, okay. like maybe a minute or so in. So what um, happens to the good? Did he survive too? I don't think so. Well, he was a good, so there would be no bounty oh. poster for him. Because he seemed like he got shot less, and he seemed Well, they like, all got shot, like a ridiculous yeah. amount, so... Uh, that's, and that's he what seemed I'm like saying. he was okay, is what I'm saying. But everything. I'm gonna pretend that he survived. Okay. Well, what I was saying before was that I think that everything seemed realistic until that like until end shootout get, where yeah. they all get filled with like fifty bullets apiece. It, it seems... reminded me of a uh, battle royale when he got shot like a million times. Remember at the end, Mister mm. What's His Face? Oh, uh, yeah. Damn it. <laughs> Cal no. What is this fucking Katano. Katano. Yeah, yeah, when he gets shot a bunch, and then he's, like, laying there all dead, and then he gets he up. He gets up to answer the phone, yeah. but then he, like, succumbs to his injuries. Well, these guys, I don't see them, like, walking away or certainly, like... And then they showed someone riding off on a motorcycle, and so, okay, oh. the only person that you'd seen riding a motorcycle with a sidecar prior to that was the yeah. weird. So, and since they put up his bounty poster, okay, ostensibly, I guess mm. we're supposed to believe that he's still alive or that he made it and that people are still out looking for him. Mm. But Sequel. I don't know. I I guess. Okay. So I did not know that. Yeah. So <laughs> good thing we could continue talking about it. <laughs> so that's how it ends. So I guess it's open kind of to interpretation, interpretation except for the bad, who's fucking dead. The bad as fuck. is dead. The bad is definitely dead because, well, I mean, I guess at least for all intents and purposes, he's dead. But they they definitely put that symbol mm -hmm. for death on his bounty poster. So I have that symbol tattooed on. Are you dead? No. Okay. <laughs> I got it because I was really into the comic book She, which is like the Japanese assassin woman from okay. like the mid nineties. You nerd. Yeah. <laughs> so I got that. But I have long life on the other side. Do you? Yeah. Oh. Balances out. It's all about equality. It's all about balance. Your butt cheeks is where they are? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Okay. Right. okay. Well so I guess that does it for the good, the bad, the weird. Alright. So get into Green Street Hooligans? Yeah. Alright. From 2005, Green Street Hooligans with the IMDb rating of 7.5. Rotten Tomatoes score 47%. That ain't too hot. No, it's, that's pretty gross. Uh, but the audience score of 87%. That's so. pretty hot. Yeah. <laughs> Written by Lexi Alexander and Dougie Brimson. Directed by Lexi Alexander. Starring Charlie Hunnam, Elijah Wood, Claire Forlani. Mark Warren, and Leo Gregory. What is your synopsis for the film? Um, a American gets, like, takes the fall for his roommate, gets kicked out of Harvard, goes to visit his sister in England world, <laughs> and uh, falls into cahoots with this, like, they call it firm, which is basically like a gang that follows, um, like, a football team. Yes. Do you remember what foot football team? Manchester? Mm -hmm. No. Uh, something Ham? West Ham United. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's the same from the IT crowd that's, uh, the, where, oh, they, where they're looking around, and he's a uh, West, and then he sees the, the Ham, West <laughs> Ham, and he's like, yeah, and he says West Ham, and the other guys are like, Oh, then they had like hammers forever or whatever. They're like, oh, you think this is a fucking birthmark or whatever? So that's, like, that's the one where they pretend that they're oh, yeah. real men, you know? You like... see that ludicrous display last night? The thing about Manchester is they Arsenal. always try to. Think oh, the thing about Arsenal, Arsenal, Arsenal is they always try to walk it in. <laughs> that show is so great. Yeah. All right, so the IMDb synopsis is a wrongfully expelled Harvard undergrad uh, moves to London where he is introduced to the violent underworld of football hooliganism so 
yet our picks for uh, more violent films, yeah. but at least there wasn't like uh, cartoon animals <laughs> in either one of them this yeah. time. Let's go around, but yeah, more. Well, more there violent. was the CGI eagles. At yes, the there was. Yeah. There, there was that. <laughs> in Good, Bad, and the Weird, not mm-hmm. in Green Street. Uh, okay, so yeah, another one where it was kind of hard to take notes, really. I, so his. His roommate is like this hoity-toity, well-to-do guy who's like really connected and he's dealing drugs, but then their room at Harvard gets raided and um, so Matt is Elijah Wood's character and he ends up taking the fall and as a result he gets expelled and uh, he tries to like get a hold of their, his dad who's a journalist and can't mm-hmm. reach him so he gets in contact with his sister who now lives in London, jolly old, with her husband, who turns out is the like ex leader of mm-hmm. this football firm for West Ham United. Uh, they've got a baby together, so now that guy is like out of the life, yeah. and he's kind of bequeathed it to his younger brother, mm-hmm. which is played by Charlie Hunnam. He his character is Pete, and he now heads up the firm. He's got his group of like lackeys or bros mm-hmm. and he's got his right hand man uh what is it bobber i think who's like a just a real ass and is he the one who hated matt yeah, yeah. well so like initially all of them were like giving him grief because he's an american yeah. he doesn't know anything blah 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 and like pete was a real dick to him and he's like oh i can't be watching mm-hmm. out for this yank they pretty and, quickly and... embraced him though yeah well because i because i think it was that very first day that they were out so okay so when he was about to get the chelsea smile and then yeah they're up against like 40 dudes and yeah so fight, and then they see that he didn't like back down and they're like respected him <laughs> so the, the very like first day that he's in london he's like visiting with his sister and like giving her the rundown of mm-hmm. everything that happens uh her husband uh i forget what his name is even so was it steve Steve, yeah, that's right. Okay. Um, they call him the, the major because he was, like, the leader of that, that firm. Well, he's got tickets, and so he wants to take her out. So, like, the he kind of throws some money at Matt and just says, like, Pete's going to take him to the football game mm-hmm. and everything. And Pete's like, no, I'm not. I'm not going to – can't be going to a football match with an American, blah, blah, blah. But so then, yeah, they, they go to the match, and then uh, – Pete's going to go off with his group to kind of cause trouble. Like, their mm. firm is going to uh, get into a fight. Uh, Matt's just going to go back to his sister's house, and then he kind of gets jumped, and they're mm. going to they, they put the credit card in his mouth. They say, yeah, they're going to give him the Chelsea grin. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, Pete shows up with all of his guys. They mm. have the rumble, and Matt kind of does his own thing and holds his own, essentially. Yeah. And so then he gets kind of some street cred mm. and becomes part of the football firm real yeah. quickly like so they they do a little bit of a, a rundown which i thought was funny when pete's talking about like the other some of the other club well he only mentions two specifically and it's like the the, the two biggest teams that i hate being mm-hmm. like I, I don't know if i've ever even mentioned it before like the very first episode when we did across the universe I talked shit about liverpool because that guy yeah, was i remember a, you were talking about he soccer. was a liverpool supporter yeah but I've never actually said that I'm a Chelsea supporter. So uh, so now that's out there. So my the two top teams that I hate are the ones that Pete slagged off on. And he said that Arsenal, which... Well, they always try to walk, walk it in. in. Yeah. Uh, he says that they were a great football... But, <laughs> it makes me want to vomit. But they were a shit firm. And then Tottenham... Uh, Tottenham Hotspur, he said that they were shit football in a shit frame, which made me actually like laugh my ass off because they're Chelsea's biggest rivals. And so, like, it's it, definitely a sport. It, <laughs> yeah, well, you're just like not a sport guy. So no. it's, it's funny. Like, if you. The only sport I cared about was Notre Dame, and that was just to spend time with you. Oh, uh-huh. well, hopefully, uh, as we brought up again. At some stage, we can go back to Notre Dame Stadium when it's not. I will have to begin to COVID. give a shit. <laughs> well, you're, to- did, you're they, totally missing out this they're year. They're doing really well this yeah. year. Undefeated regular season, yeah. and so yeah, 
great, but I don't want to jinx it. So we're going to stop talking about that. And we can talk more about Notre Dame when we get to the Rudy episode. And hopefully by that time, they'll have won the national championship. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> so, yeah, basically a bunch of shit happens. They go to more matches. They get in more mm-hmm. fights. He's um, steadily, like, bringing up his reputation mm-hmm. and becoming, like, um, Pete's right-hand man, essentially, which Bobber, like, really has it in his craw about because mm-hmm. he doesn't like Americans and he's jealous about like all the time that he's spending with them. Well then one of the guys sees that he was in uh like the London Times, like the newspaper because yeah. they have this like real big hard on for journalists. Like they mm-hmm. there's nothing that a they bad hard on. Yeah. <laughs> there's nothing that they hate more than like a journalist. For and, some reason. And Matt had studied journalism, but had lied to Pete and told him that he'd mm. studied history, and yada yada. So, they, uh, based on them seeing him in the newspaper, they uh, do a search of his computer and find out that he'd been like writing all this stuff, like keeping a diary or a journal, essentially, mm-hmm. where he like named everybody and like all their activities yeah. and what they were doing. It was just for his own personal use, but they didn't know that. And they right. thought that he was going to like sell them out. Like he was writing like this journal piece on it. And so, yeah, shit is about to get real. It's revealed that, um, major kind of left the life, uh, to settle down with his family. Because After what he did, like caused the arrival gang guys, kid to get stomped to death. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Millwall is the other team and the other firm, and so, um, so that's the biggest thing. They they said that Millwall is the, like their biggest rival, but in terms like of football, they hadn't played each other in ten years because mm-hmm. they're in different leagues and everything. Well, they get the FA Cup draw, which is like a. I know that you don't care because you're not a football guy. Not but at they, all. There's, I'll just try to give you the basic rundown so that you understand because I, I I'm assuming that they're it looks thinking like that they picked them at random yeah well so there's all all these different leagues like the the top tier is the premier league and then there's the championship and then there's like league one and league two well for the fa cup there's all these different the clubs which Mm -hmm. uh, so imagine like there was uh moringo and belvedere and moringo club so and like bigger cities like manchester so like uh Rockford or something would have mm-hmm. like two teams maybe you know okay. that's essentially how things are in the UK and or England specifically so for the FA Cup like anybody can play anybody essentially and so that was the way that Millwall was able to play mm-hmm. against West Ham because they got drawn together so that's what they were all excited about that finally the, the teams were going to meet up which means that the firms can kick off each other like mm-hmm. they were so close like they, they showed Bobber just like riding his motorcycle right. basically across the river like, if they really wanted to fight, I don't know why they couldn't just mm-hmm. fight at any point in time. Right. But they were actually, I guess, waiting for the guise of it being a football match mm-hmm. to, to kick things off. So that's what to, happened. To, to kick things off. <laughs> that's eh? right. Yeah, okay. pun very much intended. Um, so they're like, in, in like uh, every firm or every club has their own like football bar, essentially. And mm-hmm. so they're... They're at their own bar, and the major, uh, Steve, like the mm-hmm. sister's husband, comes to kind of warn Matt initially, like, hey, they know mm-hmm. that you are uh, that you studied journalism or whatever, blah, 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 and shit's about to get real. Meanwhile, Bauer goes over to the Millwall side and tells mm-hmm. those guys, hey, if you want revenge on this guy, Steve, he's actually back that bar mm-hmm. which prompts all those Millwall supporters to go over there and fuck it up yeah shit gets he real takes, real like, Molotov and <laughs> set the place on fire and then Steve gets stabbed in the throat with a, a broken bottle and they have to rush into the hospital and then his wife and child are like going back to Boston yep yeah they said it's too dangerous for them now because especially if they know that he survives and they'll be coming after mm-hmm. them to exact their revenge especially knowing that he has like a kid Mm -hmm. the one guy was like so much of a a prick that he was gonna be like oh my son died so i'll I'll kill your son as like you know retribution or whatever yeah so so then they end up having the they schedule this like final like brawl out with them and then it's going okay and then uh the wife shows up 
Yeah, well, it's not really, like, going okay, because all the... They're all getting fucked, but, like, when she showed up, it got way worse. Sure. then, like... Well, it showed kind of, like, how... I don't know, I don't want to say, like, honorable, but more honorable, you know, because they're still, like, a gang or a football Mm -hmm. firm, essentially, right? I mean, they're still, like, wreaking havoc, but they were at least fighting, like, just, like, fisticuffs, you Mm -hmm. know? Like, they were going to beat the shit out of you, but do it above board. Mm -hmm. Whereas all the Millwall guys, they had, like, fucking bricks Mm -hmm. and brass knuckles and, like, you know, batons and everything. Like, they brought weapons to, like, a fist fight. Yeah. And so they end up, like, basically beating Pete to death. Yeah. And, um, like, Matt, in a last-ditch effort... Well, he, he, like, sacrificed himself so that, um... The sister could escape. Shannon, yeah. I think it was, right? Shannon, I think it was Shannon. Something with an S. Yeah, I think it's Shannon, and, um, Matt, Elijah Wood's character, is, like, trying to protect her along with Bobber because he realizes that he was the asshat that caused all mm-hmm. this, like, shit, if it wasn't for his jealousy yeah. and being, like, a little baby that uh none of this would have actually happened um but then yeah pete kind of antagonizes the piss out of the one guy so that mm-hmm. can kind of throw yeah. him off the scent so that they can't escape and he ends up like dying for it um matt uh go so he goes back to boston and then he is able to exact his revenge on mm-hmm. on the one guy by finding him in a bar like uh russ um yeah, restroom mm-hmm. when he's doing coke and he like says like oh i thought you know if i took the fall for you that you were gonna hook me up and everything mm-hmm. and he he gets the guy to um admit, admit to it yeah. on tape mm-hmm. so that he's got his way to get back into you know yeah. harvard or whatever so. so he's gonna be a journalist yeah and that was his way of like what he said it was honoring pete's legacy or sacrifice so that he was actually gonna make something of himself and so that he didn't hadn't died in vain and yada yada what's going on with that bubble song eric <laughs> I don't know. That's a West Ham thing. I don't. I don't know. Chelsea doesn't have any lame shit like that. You know? <laughs> so, I, I don't know. Um, Very strange. I'm forever blowing bubbles, pretty yeah. bubbles in the air. I'm, I don't know. It's like a, a lot of uh, football teams adopt Blow like bubbles. certain sayings. Like uh, Liverpool's is "You never walk alone," and West Ham's is "Forever blowing bubbles." And fucking like I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. Manchester City listens to the Blue Moon song, the Blue Moon. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because their, like, colors are light blue, but, um. All right. I mean, Chelsea has a theme song, Blue is the Color, but they don't, mm. it's not lame, it's just, like, a regular song, you know? Yeah. I mean, obviously I'm biased, too, because right. I'm a Chelsea supporter, but I think that everything else is lame, so. <laughs> except for Chelsea stuff. Uh, so one of the notes that I made was, Bobber was just like smoking inside the hospital and mm-hmm. like no one said a word yeah. to him. Like that would never happen. I don't care if if it's England and everyone smokes or if it's here or anywhere. Like you can't just smoke in a hospital whether right. it's a waiting room or not and have no one say anything to you. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really funny. Um our, I think we were pretty good about um covering that. Mm-hmm. You ready for trivia? Sure. Okay, to research his role, Charlie Hunnam met with Actual real members of the ICF, which is the inner city firm, which is the name that was given to West Ham's former hardcore firm of football hooligans. Okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, so they like renamed them the Green Street Elite mm-hmm. in this film. Here's another one for you. That you're gonna love real you're gonna love this. No, sure and maybe you would appreciate the the movie more if this was the case. Alright. The writer and director, Alexi Alexander, originally wanted who in the role of Matt? Um, Jake Gyllenhaal. Ding, ding, ding. Uh-huh. Yes, sir. Wow. Yeah. I, I, could, I could see it. I would have liked it. I, th- I think Elijah Wood did good. Plus, he's a little guy. So. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, Jake's not... I mean, he's, like, fit, but he's not like, huge, so... I mean, I... I taller than Elijah Wood. Well, yeah. But, I mean, in terms of, like, you wouldn't necessarily think that Jake Gyllenhaal is, like... I mean, because look at him in, like, Danny Darko. Like, you wouldn't expect right. that... He's gonna like kick the piss out of like everybody yeah, that he comes across, true. right? So I mean, I think that he would have been believable in the role. Mm-hmm. Well, Elijah he's good Wood in was like fun. everything. Yeah, he is. So uh, I mean, Elijah Wood was good. Um, I would have been interested to see Jake Gyllenhaal in that role, and yeah. I I think that it would have made you like the movie more had well, you. Well, you don't know how I feel about well, the movie. I, but I'm just assuming that if it was Jake Gyllenhaal, that you would have liked it more. Oh, I yeah, probably. So um, <laughs> so our our Twitter following for 
uh, file under is is not very big, as you know. <laughs> but my personal Twitter, which was actually created for the previous show, What Went Wrong, and then okay. transitioned into my like personal one, it just typically me just like tweeting about Chelsea stuff or Notre Dame <laughs> stuff okay. or whatever. You were a sports guy. Yeah. Um, I so uh, I. <laughs> I have a lot of like Chelsea followers on there, and so yeah. I reached out to them saying like, "Hey, we're going to be covering this movie on our podcast. Mm-hmm. Like, what is your opinion on it?" <laughs> and the, like the funny irony thing was like, still like one of two responses <laughs> that I got was from David. At, oh my god, <laughs> life is unfair. <laughs> so his comment oh. uh, from the LP Death Ray account was. Uh, Quote, I liked the movie personally. I haven't watched it in a couple years, but as a person who grew up playing soccer, a.k.a. football, I was really into the football clubs of England and that whole culture for a while. And the other uh, response that I got was from... He, he's like the, like the perfect combination. He is ex-military. He lives in Philadelphia, which is a city that I absolutely love. Uh, he's a Chelsea supporter, and he's a Notre Dame fan, oh. and a Philadelphia Flyers fan. So you got like a little so, bromance going with Yeah, him? this dude's really cool. His name's Mike, and his uh, handle is irishfan61, which I-R-I-S-H-P-H-A-N-61. He's a good follow on Twitter, too. He's funny. Not man. the greatest feller. <laughs> well, he, he's from Philly, so like fan, like uh-huh. fan yeah, is from Philly. Yeah, okay. yeah, so that's clever. Or, so give him a little bit of credit there. Or he just doesn't know how to spell fan. <laughs> he does. Okay, and his comment was, and quote, it's a goofy and fun movie, never going out of my way to watch it, but if it's on, it'll get a watch. So that is the assessment from the two people that bothered to respond. I have over 500 people on that follow that account, and a lot of them are, are Chelsea people, so I would have expected. So I'm guessing it's like either they don't care because it's West Ham and Chelsea's not really represented in it, mm-hmm. or... They don't like the stereotype of like football hooliganism thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know what the reasoning behind it, but I was kind of surprised. So like only two Americans responded. Mm-hmm. So. so do you want to hear uh, what I thought about the movie? Uh, well, are we get are we ready for I, the ratings portion? Did you tell me? Uh, okay. Well, I get. I mean, do you have anything else to say about the movie aside from the ratings? I I, think... I thought it was shot really well. Um, I thought the the fight scene fight scenes can be shot well or really really badly. Like, if the camera's moving around way too much or they do too many cuts, it's hard to see what was going on. I think this movie found, like, a good um, middle middle ground middle yeah. ground for that. Uh, the fight scenes were fun to watch. Uh, a lot of the characters were likable. Um, the story was interesting. Um, a lot of drama happening. Um, they, when they were showing the football match, they made it look like the fucking coolest thing in the world, (laughs) but if you go and watch a real one, it's just a bunch of guys kicking a ball around. How dare you? I mean, in in the movie, it showed some guy get kicked in the face. Yeah, shit like that happens all the time. Really? Yeah. Well, maybe I'll have to check that out. Yeah, but yeah, I... These guys are tough, man. I was a... Well, I it's a hard sport. I'll give it yeah. that. I mean, every sport is fucked up, right? Like, I wouldn't be able to do any of that shit. <laughs> obviously, uh, if if we were watching a badminton movie, I I think I could probably get down with that. <laughs> badminton badminton yeah. hooligans. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. <laughs> I don't even know what that would be. Didn't they try to do something? They tried to do something with ping pong. I think like Christopher oh, Walken was in Fury or yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah. I, I haven't seen it. Yeah, me neither. Probably I, not that great. I'm sure it's not, but but yeah, um, I'll say that I enjoyed watching it. I thought it was. I'm sitting here shaking my head with a pleasant look on my face. That um, that pleases me too. So hear. that that should be a good segue into um, the ratings. Yeah, I suppose. well, we got we got to start alphabetically, right? So okay. good, bad, and the weird. So uh, as far as action movies go, um, I think it's pretty fucking good um choreography is beautiful visually it's an amazing movie um i'm gonna give it an eight and a half out of ten yeah that's a good score so i will say that um i i like the action i like the choreography i like the amount of humor that's in it Mm -hmm. uh i would start off 
giving it a nine based on all those assessments mm-hmm. and take one full point away for that horrendously long. Oh, so if we give it a half a point. <sighs> one whole point for that one scene. It's super long and okay, fine. I'll take a half a point away and give it the exact same score as you at okay. 8.5. All right. It, it has to be docked something for that. That is yes. just, it's, mm-hmm. the, it's too egregious. I, I can't get past. Just like you couldn't get past... The overall <laughs> runtime for Fight Club, I cannot get past that horrendously long yeah. chase sequence in the desert. Mm-hmm. Way too long. Out of place. Half point off. I agree. Okay. So, Green Street. Green Street Hooligans. Uh, like I said, I enjoyed it. I thought the story was really nice. Um, I probably should have watched it with subtitles because <laughs> some of their accents, really... accents yeah. are pretty thick. Um but I think I got the gist of what they were saying. Um, I'm going to give it the same as uh, Good, the Bad, the Weird and give it a whopping 8.5. Wow. Yeah. Color me incredibly surprised. I, wow. I'm, I'm very pleased at that. That mm-hmm. makes me happy. The whole time I was sitting here watching it thinking, like, I know how much Dylan detests, like, football, a.k.a. Mm-hmm. soccer. Like, I d- hope that he gets enough out of the rest of the story that mm-hmm. he's willing to overlook that kind of stuff but i was thinking the whole time like he's gonna say like a six or something and it only well, is I mean, like my for my benefit you you said um when i when you told me what it was about i, was, I let out like an audible groan <laughs> but you you were telling me that they don't really show as since it's like a soccer movie like yeah. there's very little soccer in it yes just people getting socked in the face. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. And it's football. It's yeah. football. Getting foot in the face. <laughs> Quite literally. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I I was a fan. I liked good. it. Oh, I'm very very happy to hear that. And so I will give it the exact same as you again. I'm just copying off off that and I will give it an 8.5 as well. So yeah. Wow, I think um uh, I think we actually uh under an hour this time we gave both movies their due props and justice mm-hmm. i don't think that we short served them well i don't know how long i was talking about my trip to korea that quite <laughs> that a while <laughs> that kind of took away from uh good bad and the i weird, think but... three minutes <laughs> um i still feel like we covered all the bases for mm-hmm. the films and i mean with good bad the weird like I'm not saying the plot was fucking terrible, but there wasn't like a whole lot of stuff that yeah, was, it it was, was very mainly basic. action. Yeah. Well, your synopsis was pretty much just mm-hmm. dead on. I mean, at at its core, that's what it is. There's like there's the three main characters and there's a bunch of like side tertiary people that mm-hmm. aren't even really named. They're just like henchmen for the bad guy essentially or their Japanese army or their Chinese bandits right. or their whatever, you know, but it's just really those three people mm-hmm. and their interactions with each other. And at the end of the day, that's pretty much it. So, yeah. what's your age movie, Eric? Um, Happiness of the Categories. Is that stop motion? Mm, no, he's seen the it. Japanese. Yeah, it's kind of the mixture. It's like live action, but it also has the animation and claymation sequences. And... I think I've watched that with you yeah. when I was It's small. super weird. <laughs> yeah, again, it's another one that you probably shouldn't have seen. At is the there Italy something side. adult? Well, it's like all about like murder. I mean, they, oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. They they like run this uh, hotel and a bunch of people like die or like commit suicide and yeah. All right, well, that's... Well, but I think, I think the I next one that we're actually films. going to do is a uh, Christmas movie, right? Oh, boy. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that, yeah, the next time that we get together is, um, like, the week of Christmas, I think. Is so. it? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. So I think that... Well, well yeah. are we doing a double feature then? Because that falls on the bi-weekly... Yeah, I mean, I sure. I guess we can if you want to do. Uh, we can do H and we can do our. Christmas yeah, I say special. we f- for the fans, though. You know, for <laughs> yes. the fans to give. Well, we yeah, we did that for Thanksgiving. I yeah. posted the uh, the old episode of. Uh, so clearly, we're Dexter. capable. Yeah. Yeah, I say okay. So we're gonna have a double feature. Yeah. All right. So happiness of the categories and yours is he never died. Okay. 
So I didn't know if you were still keeping it. Oh, that. yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Henry Rollins, bro. All right. Well. Ooh, it's great. <laughs> great movie. Okay. And so the Christmas movies, mine is The Man Who Came to Dinner, and yours is Christmas with the Cranks, right? <laughs> you're already laughing. It's just like, you, you said that you watch it every year with Melody, and just to make fun of it, right? Like you. Oh, it's to, terrible. <laughs> well, but how can it be so terrible? It's got Eric Per Sullivan in it from Malcolm in the Middle. He's Dewey. How can it be? Oh, I, he's basically Dewey in the movie. Oh, is so. he really? Yeah. Like, I, I've not seen it. I've never seen it. I just, I did the uh, the Photoshop for the thing mm-hmm. already for it. And like, I saw that he was in it, like on the, the movie poster deal. <laughs> yeah. It's so, bad. It's a bad movie. <laughs> oh, I'm looking forward to it. Well, uh, at least mine's good, but I don't know. It's from 1942, I think. Oh, so I don't know how you feel oh, about boy. like black and white movies. I don't, I don't mind them being black and white. I just... I don't know. I'm kind of scarred from uh, when was Citizen Kane released? Mm, yeah, around then. I think. Fucking terrible, <laughs> terrible. Movie. Well, this isn't that, and this isn't claiming to be Citizen Kane. It's a good, like, it's a a holiday movie because I think it tra- mm. it takes place over Thanksgiving and Christmas. Well, I mean, I like um, God, what is it? Um, something happiness. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? It's like a Christmas movie where it's like Jewish. What the hell People. are you talking about? You don't know something I'm happiness. Every mm, I don't fuck. It's a wonderful it. life. It's a one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> something it, happiness. That's Jewish it's people, right? Uh, no. There's a. What is the Jewish people one? I don't know what you're talking. about. Wait, why would there be a Jewish people one for Christmas? I, well, Hanukkahs around the same time as Christmas, so. I think I'm thinking of it's a wonderful life. Okay, where he. Wonders what it would be like if he had never lived, and like the angel like gives him his wish to see what the town would be like if he didn't exist. That's what it, it's a wonderful life is. Okay. Do you, is that what you're thinking of? I don't know. <laughs> okay. Well, this not this movie is not that. Okay. <laughs> it uh, takes place over again. I think Thanksgiving and Christmas. There's okay. this guy who's like a radio show host, and he's like really acerbic and and sarcastic and kind of like mean spirited but mm-hmm. also like nice to the people that he's he's close with um and he is going to do this remote radio show and mm-hmm. he like falls and like injures his hip and mm-hmm. so he's kind of laid up and so he's stuck at these people's house over the course of the holidays and he still invites all of his like people over and it's it's uh-huh. very it's got and Sheridan, who I absolutely love and can't say enough good things about. It's got Betty Davis. It's got Monty Woolery. I'm going to pretend it's... that I know any of these people. <laughs> well, you're going to know Anne Sheridan after okay. after this one. so I'm sure I'll enjoy it. I hope so. You don't like uh, planes, trains, and automobiles, do you? I Yeah, it's, a, it's fine. No. I, why? I don't know. I remember you saying you didn't like that movie. I... Or someone, did. someone in the world doesn't. <laughs> well, I'm sure lots of people don't, but I... Yeah, it's got a lot of funny moments. Yeah. I, I like the, the part where it's, those aren't two pillows. He's got yeah. his, like, hand in between I like when they, um, when they have the the deer in, like, the back, and it, like, wakes <laughs> up, and they, like, look back, and they yeah. start freaking out. Yeah, there's a lot of really good moments in that. Yeah. 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 So, no, I don't remember it being mm. me that said that I didn't like it, but oh. anyway. Yeah, we're, well... We're, we're talking more about our Christmas movies than we did. Than well, we, we got to get that one hour. We got to, yeah. like, 20 seconds left. <laughs> oh, well, we still have stuff that we have to edit out, remember, too, so we're going to have to talk for even longer. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. So, yeah, we will be back in two weeks, and we will post both our H movies and... The, the double feature. And our Christmas movies for Christmas Spectacular. The... The Christmas cornucopia of crap. Crap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, see, like I, I generally like like my movie, and you just like, <laughs> like hate watch your movie. So I think I don't know. It'll be it'll be interesting. No. <laughs> it, it'll be something. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Hopefully, the uh, we'll have enough to should talk about it to make people laugh and well with dewey being in it i'm sure we're gonna get some uh viewer interaction yeah yeah i'll see if (laughs) if those guys have seen it and what their appreciation is for it so yeah i Uh, like to think that it's in the same universe as malcolm (laughs) in the middle because you know dewey does go missing doesn't he 
Then they like go try to follow like a balloon, and then they never see him again. No. What am I? Does that not happen? <laughs> he goes like it's for it's the cliffhanger for one episode, but he's like back the following episode. And really? He's like about they never see him again. I thought I thought the, I thought it was like the last episode, and he like goes trying to find a balloon, and then they never see him again. <laughs> No, that's what I had in my mind. No, you're that's you're, how the show ended. In you're my misremembering. Mind. No, it's the episode uh, where the arc kind of where uh, like B. Arthur is his uh, babysitter, okay, and they're doing like the ABBA song, and then she like has a heart attack or whatever and gets carted off in the ambulance, and so he's left all alone, and then he's like starts chasing this like balloon. So and Dewey never in... goes missing. No, he never goes missing. He. He has some like madcap adventures where he's like gone and uh, but then he ends up like back at home with the following episode. I think it would have been better if the if the show ended with Dewey just never being seen again. <laughs> so in your in your universe in your mindset he is still Dewey, but then he ends up at the Crank's home yes. and he just like he he pops up as Dewey. <laughs> and so he's like already however whatever age he is yeah and then they just like uh, he adopt he, him in he, he a different, different family he's not uh he's not a child of the cranks he's a just a neighbor oh kid. Is he? okay yeah yeah it both shows how much i know i've not seen it so because you're not you're an uncultured swine <laughs> Or some might say that I am cultured because you, yeah. you like watch it just to shit on it, right? Yeah. Okay. So maybe you're just the swine that's bathing in the shit that yeah. is Christmas with the Cranks. Yeah. And all of our listeners are going to be too in a couple of weeks. But in the meantime, we're going to file that under G. We'll file it under G. Okay, bye-bye. Bye.